Welcome to episode 217 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. On today's episode, we recap the conference championship week and discuss the college football playoff rankings. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live show, just like many of you are currently every Sunday, although I guess this might be the last Sunday we do a live, uh, 8 p.m. We'll see. Um, on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Lastly, go share the, the show with your friends. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Now here's the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, Chris Marler. Chris, how's your weekend? Hi, Tyler. Uh, it was good, man. It was good. I, what, um, <laughs> wedding shower was here. All right, you know what? Listen, we're just going to do this. Okay. Um, we are obviously feeling two very different emotions today because I'm a Bama fan, have been my whole life. Tyler's been a Florida State fan since his whole life. Um, and those are the two teams that had the biggest to gain or lose in the college football playoff rankings that came out earlier today. So, what we're going to do is, um, as most cry? of you every week, we're not going to cry. Uh, I'm the one that usually, Tyler hosts the show, runs point, because he's more organized and, and professional than I am. And then I go off the rails and get have my rants and, and say a lot of bad words and all that kind of stuff, whatever I'm angry about. <laughs> but, and I still have a lot to say. I have a lot to say um, about not only the playoff rankings, Georgia fans, I, I you know, I want you to stick around because you're going to get it for sure. But what I want to do is um, we're going to start with just letting Tyler have the floor, go off, say whatever hate is in your heart uh, and your reaction to what happened today in Florida State being ranked fifth and left out of the playoff. Wow. A lot of, lot of live listeners here today. This is great. Um, yeah, listen, uh, I thought today was an absolute sham. I'm I'm not mad uh, at Bama or their fans. They they won the games that were in front of them. The problem is is that Florida State won the games that were in front of them as well. Um, I feel like the the playoff committee opened up a giant Pandora's box here, and they get a complete out because it's the last year they have to have a four team playoff. So there's really they don't have to have, ever have to go back to this precedent uh, once once we get to the twelve teams in the playoffs. Um, but it started two weeks ago when Jordan Travis got hurt and Kirk Herbstreet, Matt Barry, Reese Davis, all these ESPN talking heads were getting on shows and saying Florida State doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs because Jordan Travis got hurt. Um, they're a different team now and they, they don't deserve the opportunity to play for a championship. And all Florida State went out and did is went on the road with a backup quarterback in a hostile environment at night, 90,000 fans and covered a spread and won the game pretty, I wouldn't say easily, but handily over Florida, which wasn't a good team admittedly. And then uh, after a cheap shot in that game, the backup quarterback gets concussed. And so they're forced to start a third string true freshman quarterback who's thrown four passes in his career against a top 15 team this weekend in an ACC championship game. And the defense played lights out. 20 tackles for loss over the last two weeks. Since Jordan Travis got hurt, uh, the defense was on the field for 38 possessions against Florida and Louisville, and they allowed one touchdown off of a complete BS penalty where they got uh, 
I, we don't have to get into that, but they, they've allowed one. They, so essentially they allowed zero touchdowns in 38 possessions since Jordan Travis got hurt. But the, the committee decided today to say, hey, look, we don't care about defense. We don't care about all the other players on your offense. We care about one player. And though we ranked Florida State four last week after Jordan Travis didn't already play, we decided to drop them this week after winning the ACC championship. Um, and I just think it's complete bullshit. It incentivizes teams to lie. Florida State came out and said Jordan Travis is going to be out for the year. And had they known they were going to get left out solely because of that, then they could have just lied and said, hey, we're going to rest him for these two games and he'll be back for the playoff. Um, you could tell me about Florida State's resume, and part of it is that they're in a weak ACC, but they went out and did the right thing and scheduled uh, a really tough LSU team who was fifth-ranked in the country, and they beat them by 21. Um, they beat a 16th-ranked Duke team who at the time was 5-1, and one, ranked, uh, and they beat them by 18. Um, they beat a 14th-ranked Louisville last night. Uh, by 10 when they were actually uh, one and a half point underdogs by kickoff. Um, they beat Clemson on the road by seven, uh, only the fourth team in the last 10 years to beat Clemson on the road. And they had two wins with a backup quarterback uh, and a third string quarterback. And what the committee is telling you now is that if you don't reside in the big 10 or the SEC, your games don't really matter. And you can tell me all you want about how Florida state wouldn't have beat Michigan or Washington or Texas because they didn't have Jordan Travis. Um, you can tell me that all you want. You might be right. I, I don't think that they clearly wouldn't have been favored against either team. But these kids, Jordan Travis, Jared Verse, these kids came back for their senior year to play for a championship, and they did every single thing right in a Power 5 conference, conference, went completely undefeated, and the committee basically told them, you know what, it's not enough because one player on your team – admittedly a very important player, isn't able to play for the rest of the year. And Jordan Travis, by the way, had to sit in a watch party waiting for his team to be sent to the playoff today. And after the saddest moment of his career where he breaks his leg and he starts supporting his team, they come out and say, yeah, basically because he got injured, you guys, your teammates, your brothers don't get a chance to compete or participate in this playoff. And it's completely bullshit. And Ever since the, the playoff has been invented 10 years ago, there's only been two Power 5 conference champions that have had a one-loss team ranked ahead of them going into the playoff, and it was Florida State both times, 2014, and this time they're completely left out. And it's fucking bullshit, and I, I tell you what, these kids will probably you know go out and have you know a great few practices before they play Georgia in the Orange Bowl. But you've already told them that all the play, all the games that actually were supposed to count during the season didn't count for them. So why why the hell would they even care about this Orange Bowl? And honestly, I mean, to sit there and hear see Jordan Travis go out there today on Twitter and be like, "Yeah, I wish I would have broke my leg earlier, so that this team could have proved that they're more than just me," and that he has to sit there and apologize for being injured because his team didn't get a chance is ridiculous. Um, I know we've had Herb Street on this show, but. My man has been out there for two weeks basically begging the committee to not put Florida State in. And I don't know what they were thinking, right, ranking them fourth last week. And if you want to say, yeah, well, they're just not the best team, they're not the same team anymore, then why'd you rank them ahead of Georgia? You think, do you think they're better than Georgia now? Is that what, is that what we're saying? They're, they're ranked fifth and Georgia's sixth, so Florida State's a better team than them. Um, an injured player means more to the committee than a coaching staff that admitted to cheating and their head coach was suspended for six games this year. Number one and overall seed. You, 
number one overall seed, uh, who actually put up less yards with a fully healthy team against Iowa than Florida State put up against Louisville with a third-string true freshman quarterback playing his first-ever game. You can talk to me about strength of schedule, strength of record. Florida State actually had the best strength of record uh, of any of the teams, on the, uh-huh. uh, including the ones that were shoe-ins to make it. Um, Want to shout out Booger McFarlane because he's the only ESPN talking head that has come out and said this is a complete travesty to the sport. It's become a beauty pageant. Everything is about money. We've talked about this for a long time. This is proof. Everything is about money. There is no – if you're in a Power 5 conference and you win all of your games, including your championship game, for someone to tell you, yeah, sorry, they're not good enough, is completely unacceptable. And I think that we've lost complete control of what we're actually we, – we as fans should actually be caring about. And everyone's been bitching, including the two of us, about how the 12-team playoff makes it so the regular season – is diminished it's already diminished they don't care they, right. they want the best matchup for for their television ratings more than anything else and so next year if clemson runs the table who knows maybe, maybe they just they, if they don't look good enough they're not putting up 60 points a game maybe they get left out um i've been extremely frustrated with this obviously all day um imagine a couple years ago when the Eagles won the, won the Super Bowl and Carson Wentz, who was having an MP, MVP season, went down with a leg injury. If the NFL was like, sorry, we don't think uh, our boy Nick Foles has what it takes to win a playoff game. So the Eagles this year, I'm sorry, unfortunately, will not be allowed to be in the NFL playoffs. Um, that's a complete joke. And and uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, maybe it's uh, another – uh, reason that Florida State could cite as to why they need to get out of the ACC. So maybe ultimately it's a long-term good thing. But I'm just I'm I'm obviously devastated like as a Florida State fan. But I'm really really hurt for the kids that put in all the work in the off season yeah. all year long, fought through injuries. A lot of casual fans don't even realize that we didn't even have our two starting tackles playing all, pretty much all year. Uh, Keon Coleman was clearly hurt down the stretch. Jordan Travis obviously went out, and the team ju- the team just kept finding ways to win. And it's really, really unfortunate that they didn't get put in. But I saw your tweet earlier about how they're, they're, once Texas was shown as number three, yeah. I knew because I knew that they weren't going to let, let uh, leave the SEC out. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, it's really hard for me, honestly, to even get excited about talking about the Florida State Louisville game or anything like that because none of it mattered. Um, so it's tough, but yeah, congratulations to Florida State for winning the ACC. Really good season. I don't think Florida State's going to boycott their bowl game because they're already getting screwed out of money for being in the college football playoff. So I don't think they'd want to get screwed out of more money by not playing in the Orange Bowl. Um, so anyways, that's where I'm at. Uh, really tough, really, really tough yeah. day for, for a lot of people, Florida State players, coaches, people in Tallahassee. Florida State fans it just sucks. So, okay, so yeah, I mean, I listen, I I get it. Like, I texted you when it happened, and I said, oh, you know, sorry because, like, I am like you're one of my best friends, and I and I fully get how we both like. I would be feeling very similar similarly if this was Bama, right? Um, I think anybody would be. Uh, like every single person tuning in, uh, I think that most of us would have the same reaction. I think. I tweeted this last night and I said, I'm a diehard Alabama fan, but objectively speaking, the top four should be Michigan, Washington, FSU, then Texas. FSU at three, then Texas. Yeah. 
Do I That's think what Bama, I was thinking it would be too. Right. I said, do I think Bama or UGA is one of the four best teams in America? Yes, but on-field results have to matter. When I was saying the on-field results, I will say a majority of my thought process process on that was about Texas because that's what we kept arguing all week. Like, who, like if Bama and Texas both go 12-1 and when they're conference, like who deserves to get in? And then all of a sudden that shifted once they, they had a third-string quarterback, which even I like lost sight of this. It's not like the third-string quarterback would be starting in the bowl game. Right, it would be it would be Tate Runmaker, so not as bad. Um, yeah, you know. And so I tweeted that last night, and and here's the thing: is it four most deserving teams, or is it the four best teams? And I I will tell you that I think objectively speaking, but maybe this is because I'm biased. I do think Alabama is better than Florida State right now because of the injury. I do think that Georgia is probably better than Florida State right now because of the injury. You made a great point, and they talked about it on TV. If this is the case. Like, like if, if they unveiled the rankings today as for the first time and gave us this, I would be like, okay, explain. Right. And, and like, and, and let me see what you're saying. And I don't think it would be as big of an issue, but from week to week, none of this adds up. And part of me, I have several things I wrote down about it. Like one, I, I wonder how early they made this decision about, about Florida state being left out because there was nothing else they could have done. There was nothing else they could have done to have gotten in the playoff. Like maybe they blow them out like Ohio State did in 2014 because that was like a 59 to three game or something like that. I still don't think it would have mattered because like, but but if you take Bama who's been at eight, you had them at eight the whole time, Texas at seven the whole time. And you look at the resumes, like now we're comparing these resumes. And it's like, well, you've had Florida State in the top four the entire time, being undefeated. They didn't lose a game. Then you take the number one overall team, Georgia, loses by three for the first time in 30 games. They drop all the way to six. And what, what scares me the most about it is, like, the I, – I, I do not think that there's, like, a bias towards Alabama because I do not understand what, what the benefit would be for college football and fans in general to give Alabama preferential treatment because nobody likes Alabama as a state, as a mindset, as a fucking school, like, any of it. Like, I've never understood, like – Huh? I I think if it wasn't Bama, it would have been Georgia. Florida State would have been left out regardless. 100%. And, and so, and I think, I honestly, though, I think that they screwed themselves with, with like optics of this in so many ways, but they, they started doing it weeks ago because they kept saying, Oregon passed the eye test. Oregon passed the eye test. And they would ask them point blank. They said, listen, Oregon passed the eye test, but like their two best wins are against four lost teams. They've only played two ranked teams all year. Like, what do you mean they passed the eye test? Then they go out and beat Washington, or they're a 10 point favorite against Washington and get beat. You, you leave Ohio State at six for whatever reason. Like, I mean, you broke it down for us. Like, the entire – it would have been chaos for them to, like, have to get in. But you put both those teams ahead of Texas and Bama. And then you sit there with Florida State, and you're like, all the things that they had to do, they did. And I do think that Alabama is a better team than Florida State. But you yeah. also, me being objective about it, it would be so fucking deflating and gut-wrenching and, and just so helpless feeling – to play 13 games, 13 games. By the way, we haven't said this yet. They, they have a common opponent. They both played LSU. Florida State was up by 28 points in that game. Like, I do think Bama has progressed throughout the season. They're a really good football team. And they also have more ranked wins than, than anyone else in the contenders. They have. They just beat the number one team in the country. They, they've beaten four top 25 teams. They have done a tremendous job of all those things. Strength and schedule is fifth in the country. They, like their opponent's winning percentage and, and opponent overall record is higher than anyone else's. But that being said, Florida State went 13-0. And, and here's the thing, too. Like, 
Bob Abier said this earlier today that you're making this decision based off the quarterback because it's the quarterback position that's so important, right? The rest of the team, like you said, what did they work for? Like the entire team gets screwed because one person got injured. Which in in what is the ultimate like the ultimate team game, the ultimate team game in football. So that part sucks as well. And I think you could make sense of it. Like if you if you say like the four best teams, fine. But you're also doing it from a standpoint of like strictly on the eye test because it's not records that matter. And you've already shown if you're the committee, your eye test kind of fucking sucks because you had Oregon at five the entire time. And, right. and I think I, I think really like. I hate it for Florida State. It's it, like, I hate it for you. One thing that's wild too is that like they went 13 0 and played the schedule in front of them. You can get mad at Bama all you want for going 12 1 and getting in. You can get mad at, at like whatever. The fact that Michigan is sitting at one with their athletic director on the fucking committee, by the way, he's on the committee. The fact that they're sitting there at one, they've played three ranked teams all year. They they played they didn't play a, a Big Ten team with a winning record Tyler they didn't play a Big Ten team with a winning record until the second week in November they got caught cheating had to suspend their coach for half the season blatantly got caught cheating they are the yeah. number one overall seed for the playoff and that is what blows my mind it's like you know we will say all the time for for Ohio State we said it in 2017 for Bama we'll say it for like for Michigan this year hey they they played the schedule that was in front of them that's all they can do. And that's what Florida State yep. did, and it's like, I, I mean, I'm not gonna I, I, look. I, and I get the whole, I get the whole premise, like, and and like, we're gonna have to go play Georgia with Tate Rodemaker, and yeah, we probably will get killed. But the problem is, is that you're basing you're basing the playoff of something that you <clears throat> think is going to happen, not what has happened, right? And right. and I I don't Tate Rodemaker had a month. They had a month with one of the best head coach play callers in the country to get ready for either a Washington team who I think they could have played close mm-hmm. or a Michigan team who, who knows they, again, they barely played anybody. So let's strap up the fucking cleats and go play and see what happens. But instead it's like, and, and don't give me the shit. Like no one was going to watch the game because they're going to lose by 40. Florida State's defense isn't going to give up 40. They never gave up 40 points one time this year against anyone they played. Uh, and I don't think that Michigan or Washington would, would come close to beating Florida State by 40 points. They have one of the biggest fucking brands in the sport. People were going to tune into the game no matter what. So yeah. you can't tell me that it was just purely TV ratings. Um, it felt like the committee wanted Florida State out. They put them at four so they could so they could kind of say, hey, look, we're still giving them respect. Nice they went out. Time. Look, they were favored, favored by six and a half against Florida, and they won by, what was it, nine. So to cover the spread there, they were actually favored by, before the game against Louisville by six and a half. The, the point total or the spread total went all the way from six and a half to plus one and a half by kick, yeah. and they won by 10. Right. And they gave up zero, zero yards in the fourth quarter. Again, negative yards, just like they did against Florida. The defense buckled up. Jared Verse has six sacks over the last two games. Everyone stepped up because they knew if we can just get through these two games, we have a month stretch to get ready for the playoff. And the committee took all that, threw it out the window and said, no, you don't even get an opportunity. I, I will also say this too. And, and like, again, I'm a Bama fan and I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to watch the playoff and feel guilty about my team being in. I'm not going to pretend I'm not happy about it. I'm not going to sit here and be like an apologist for like, like I, I don't fucking care. I, I will sit here and try to like 
have a reasonable conversation about why the decision was made and all the foul, like the, the, I guess, inconsistencies with the playoff committee, because they've been doing it all year. Like they've been doing it all year. But one of the things that sucks the most out of this, when you want to talk about just like from the standpoint of college athletics, and I know the NCAA is not in charge of this. It's a, it's a totally separate thing. But you talk about like doing things in the best interest for college athletics. And when you have, I said this at the beginning of the season, Florida State out of their 22 starters, 18 of the 22 starters were four year, uh, fourth year seniors or fifth year or older. Like they had all been in college for a minimum four years. And I want to say it was like 13 of the 22 had been like, they're like fifth year seniors or more. Like they have one of the most veteran teams in the country. And these kids have been in college for four to six years, just like me, and got, got a chance to stick around. They didn't transfer out. They didn't go to the portal, what the fuck ever. And they, they bought into Norvell. And then in year, what is it, year three or four under Norvell? This is the fourth year. In year four, they put it all together and they go 13-0. And, and it's just it's just taken away. And that part I feel for, I think it's I think that part sucks. Um, I, I admit I, I want to say something about this. You lose your QB1, your team is trending down. Don't crap the bed on your final audition. Okay, so that's another narrative that I'm getting kind of sick of. Is 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 football just about how many points you can score or is it about winning games? Because the defensive side of the ball has stepped up stepped up yeah. tremendously, not only over the course of the last two games, but over the course of the entire back half of the year. We gave up six yeah. points to Louisville, who was had their full complement of players. They had a they have a they were until they lost to Kentucky on a I don't even know how they lost that game. They were a one loss team. So you can't sit here and tell me they crapped the bed when they 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 just absolutely dominated their opponent on the field defensively. Offensively, yeah, it was a struggle, but also, also you're calling a game completely different. Start. Yeah, and you're gonna call a game completely different when you have a game where clearly your defense is playing way over their head. I don't even say I shouldn't even say way over their heads because they've been really good all year, but they're playing an extremely tough. They're stopping Louisville on everything. Yeah, you're not going to call these aggressive down the field shots because the worst thing you can do in that situation is turn it over. And the kid didn't turn it over. Now he he almost did a couple times, but he didn't. Yeah. And so that's not crap in the bed. That's that's an offense trying to figure out a way to win a game. When it's a one-game sample set, the kid wasn't going to play again. Right. He 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 was going to be on the bench for the for the uh, you know the playoffs, and so uh, no, I, I don't subscribe to the fact that they they crapped the bed. Like yeah, the, the offense wasn't great, but when Milrow didn't play against USF, Bama struggled with USF. I mean, no, that no, happened. Barely, on the way to the game. Away late in that game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think you're right, man. And also, like, I, I get it. Like, the reaction is also going to be a part of it. And, like, it is – we're all fans. We're all fans of, like, whoever we're fans of. We all love college football. And this does suck. Like, I mean, it does suck. I will say this, too, though. Like, the, the idea of some people I, – I, I think – and I'll, I'll shift over to, like, defending Bama. It is difficult to look at this, like, resume and what they did this season – and, and especially with the history of the SEC to leave them out. And, and you may not like that part, especially. I think a lot of people probably don't like that, especially. But, like, it is. Especially because the SEC beat the SEC straight up six six. Yeah, but this three year. of those wins were, like, Vandy. What was it? Vandy and South Carolina and something else. But, yeah. But, yeah. Florida, State beat, Florida State beat two of them. That's fine. Fair. Okay. So, I, I didn't put the rankings in. But I will tell you this. The I mean, conference has won 16 of the last 17 national championships. And it is 
almost unfathomable to leave them out. I thought they would. I really thought they would. Um, but they, they, the committee screwed themselves. And I will also say this. I think a lot of the outrage about this, unless you're a Florida State fan, I think a lot of the outrage for most people, and I don't care how this sounds, is people that are fucking mad because it's Bama, or they are mad just to be mad. And, you know, like it, it, it continues this whole lazy narrative of like, oh, so-and-so, the SEC, like their influence in the committee. There's two people with SEC ties on the, on the, in the committee. There's five with AC, there's five with ACC ties, including the chairman who's in the AD at NC State. So I don't think like the fix is in off that, but I do think there's a lot of things that need to be corrected. But I, I like if they've been using, I said this in the beginning, if they've been using the FPI numbers for their metrics all year, that's a huge problem. But like, here, I'll, I'll put this up, um, just comparing all the team's resumes. I'll also say that like, I think that Bama is probably playing as one of the four best teams in the country right now. I understand that Georgia fans are mad, I guess. I don't know what they, where they thought they would go by losing that game. Um, you know, I, I think if you look at these six teams and they all did everything they were asked to do for most of the season, whether it was timing, whether it was like, you know, just trying to like sell viewership or tickets or what the fuck ever with like having Michigan and Bama instead of Michigan and Florida State. I don't know. But I, I, I will say that I think that you look at Bama's resume and, and what they did, there's no way to diminish that. There's just no way to diminish that. So I hate it for Florida State, like for, for you personally. And like I, I genuinely feel bad for the fans because it is a massively helpless feeling. Again, I, I can objectively say that. Like I, I did not think they would put Bama in there. I was shocked when they did. But I'm not going to apologize for them being in there. And I, and I don't think that like, you know, I, I, I don't know why they made the decision that why they did. We, we try to make, you know, logic out of it. But I'm, I'm also not going to feel guilty about Bama being in there. I feel like it sets up like, like, listen, you guys, like, as fans, you bitch when we had the BCS. We bitch when we had just bowl, bowl games and the media voting on, on the national championship because the split national championships. Then you get the BCS. And then that, about 10 years into that, you bitched about that until you had a playoff. And then about 10 years into the playoff, you bitched about having only four teams because five and six get left out. So now we need 12. And I guarantee you what's going to happen next year in year one, whoever's 13 and 14 or like when an 11 1 ACC team, gets passed up by a 10 and 2 SEC team, you're going to bitch all over again. So sometimes it's hard to just like make everyone or anyone happy, especially at this time of year with, with college football. But I, I'm excited for the playoff. I think it'll be fun. It is a also a very odd year where I think there are legitimately six to seven teams or eight teams that could win the national championship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely wide open, um, which is another reason why you should probably – have an undefeated conference champion have the chance to actually yeah. play for it. Um, the people in the chat that are saying Auburn would have beat Florida State last night, they lost by double digits to New Mexico State. So why don't we pipe down a little bit on that? Um, yeah, that's fine. You know, that, that's fine. I know there's a lot of people in the chat that are SEC fans that, you know, think Florida State shouldn't have had a chance. That's totally cool. I mean, I, I get it. I get I don't. That was the other thing. I've never oh, argued that Florida State should be in because sure. we're going to beat Michigan or Texas. I would, they deserve a chance to play. That that's the thing. The last sentence, the last part of the sentence is all all I think either of us is really saying. Like, and also here's the thing: every single person commenting on that, including the stuff that I have said, like we make predictions all the time on this fucking show, and like it's it's like literally our job and the nature of the pod, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I've ever seen a year be more influenced and affected by confirmation bias, like preseason confirmation bias in every which way possible than this year. We we really dug in about how great Oregon was. Really did. 
we we we've given we gave Michigan like labeled them maybe the most dominant team in the country before they played anyone with the pulse until the last two, three weeks of the season. And here they are sitting at number one. You know, you know who like has barely gotten any, any like acknowledgement about being in the top two for most of the year until today? Washington. Washington played five ranked teams. They beat four of them. It is really hard to beat a team twice. It's really hard to go undefeated, as you know. They did it in, in what I believe is the best conference in all of college football this year in the Pac-12. Like, you know, I, I think I, it sucks. It sucks. I, I get it. But everyone like saying, like, well, this is what would have happened. You don't fucking know that. You don't fucking know that. And I tell you what, a lot of people in the chat love you to death. I'm really glad you're here. But you also probably thought yesterday that Georgia was going to go out there and win their 30th straight game. So we can get into that whenever you want to. Yeah, well, I, I we heard a lot from Georgia fans in the voicemails and in the comments over the last couple of weeks saying that Georgia was scared of nobody. Um, yeah. And that, uh, you know, they won't be intimidated by anybody. And honestly, I was at the game yesterday and I thought Alabama was by far the better team. Um, the game wasn't, even, I think that, wasn't remotely that close. Yeah, so why don't we get into this game? Okay. Um, all right, I think the championship recap. Uh, Let me ask you this real quick: If Milro, if Milro would have tore his ACL yesterday, do you think Bama gets left out if yeah. they win? Yes. Yeah, a thousand. Percent. I don't. We are, we actually already have a sample size of what it looks like with them playing with a backup quarterback, and it was it was awful, and it, it was way less impressive than than y'all's game against Louisville. I, I absolutely think they do, especially with Florida State's undefeated. Like that. By the cool. way, that's ridiculous. By the way, got to give a shout out to Milro, man. I mean, coming into the season, we were like, I don't know, you know, like maybe he'll get and like, do do we know what happened? Was he injured for that USF game, or were they just going to try something no, new because it didn't look good? They were. Yeah. It, it was like a thing they wanted to see, like his leadership and like how he would respond, or like they didn't like the way he was like practicing that week. I don't know, but I mean, everything that they did, everything that we questioned, that I questioned, that like media questioned all year, loudly, loudly. All of it was apparently the right fucking move. Imagine that. Imagine Nick Saban knew what he was doing the whole fucking time. So this game yesterday, I already see James O'Quinn. I thought Georgia was going to win their 30th straight. I did. I did. Listen, because I, I I fully bought into this idea that Georgia was like unbeatable. They've got they've got arguably the best roster in all of college football. They they haven't. Again, last year they put up 46.6 points per game. This year the offense has been even more explosive and efficient. Uh, like even with all the injuries. And you're going up against a team that you're a six-point favorite against, right? Like, this is the fourth time you've been favored with this team over in a decade. I think my computer's about to die. Um, like, I hold on. Um, I don't know where the plug is. You can't, you can't let the computer. You can't let the computer die in the middle of a Alabama a over Georgia recap. Um, I don't know what to do, Chris. I totally, I totally agree. I actually had a Bama fan texting me earlier today. Saying uh, blame Georgia or be mad at Michigan or Washington. I said I actually blame Auburn. Yeah. How about we don't rush two people against the quarterback? Then maybe this isn't even such an issue uh, for Florida State. Um, that's fine. I, all all the Georgia fans talking shit. Florida State's going to get crushed by Georgia. That's that's fine. Good for you guys. Okay, I'm back. Um, yeah, here's the deal. Georgia probably will crush Florida State, you know, just like they did in Texas yeah. in 20, 2018. You know what I mean? Um, yep. They'll just waltz in there, and they're the better team. And, and, you know, I will say this. 
yesterday, I did think Georgia was going to win. I thought they were the better team. Um, and I will also tell you, I don't give a shit about emotionally hedging. I will do it for every game for the rest of my life now that I've seen the, the benefits of, of emotionally hedging this season. Alabama, and, and here's here's one of the reasons why I think that people are also so mad about Bama getting in. Whether they want to admit it or not, I said this in the, in the preseason like preview. When I said, if you're dancing on the grave, you better fucking dance lightly. I said it over and over and over again. And all I heard from back to back, fucking idiots on social media with this like like Kirby picture, Kirby B2B visor 42069. Like all I heard all offseason. Bamboo was gonna be nine and three. 10 and 2, what, whatever. Then, and I told you they'd lose to Texas. I told you they'd lose to Texas by 10 plus points. I did. And, and there were a lot of times this season where I was like, I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. And they fucking did. But you go into this game yesterday against Georgia. And, and what was so impressive about, about that win was you came in and, and the, the script that I thought they had to have to, to beat Georgia was, was turned upside down immediately. You had to get ahead early. Georgia's been Georgia's been a team that has given up like a you know a couple of first possession touchdowns to, to other teams, and they settle in. Bama goes three and out. Georgia gets the ball and goes right down the field. I mean, like right down the field. Like like the the Bama D- DBs didn't seem to be anywhere close to anyone. Like any of the receivers um, from the from the jump, Georgia was getting a huge push, especially on the interior part of the line. And Bama settled in after that first drive. And and what cracks me the most about this is. I told y'all before this game started, I said, you you could sit here and talk all the shit you want about the 29 straight wins and the back-to-back national championships and all that shit. And I said it in February, do not let Nick Saban go out there and beat Kirby for the fifth fucking time in six games. Don't let him do that because that whole narrative that Dynasty's dead and, and Kirby's past Saban and, and blah, 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 all the shit that Aaron Murray and David Pollock love to spew, all that kind of stuff. Then you got to start over. That entire narrative starts over because now you're one in five. And now we can have a real discussion at some point in the future in the offseason. If man, you're, you're one in five, and that one win came a month after you got your ass beat by him. But I told you walking into that building, that is a house of horrors for Georgia. And over and over and over again, they, they've proven they're not scared of anybody. But the moment things got tough yesterday and they, they had to look in the mirror against a team that was as tough as them and it wasn't going to back down, they fucking shit the bed. They, they, they pissed down their leg and they, they showed all all the characteristics that were that were not a part of the 2021 or 2022 team. There was no there was no Nicobe Dean or Jordan Davis, any of that kind of leadership. There was, there was none of that. They they looked scared from jump. And and Carson Beck, and listen, I the fans, you can say all you want, you weren't scared. I don't care. I looked directly into Carson Beck's fucking face mask in that fourth quarter, and he looked absolutely terrified. No idea what to do. And I also told you that, like, one thing, like, you know, it's, like, it's football. Things happen. You get you get into a game late. What if Carson Beck does something uncharacteristic and fumbles deep in his, in, like, in his own territory? Like, Georgia, Georgia had every opportunity to win this game. I don't want to hear shit about the refs. I don't want to hear shit about the refs. I, 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 I know you weren't full, like, you know, fully healthy. I know you weren't. Don't give a shit about that at all especially at the positions you were injured at. Don't give a shit that your your top two pass catches are out at all, at fucking all. Then you get into the game and you go right down the field 
and score. I was at the wedding shower, and this guy looks over. He goes, I'm telling you, dude, Bama, Bama, they're going to get fucking blown out. Georgia's going to win this thing 42-7. to Where this game was won, Tyler. The next eight drives after their first possession touchdown. Eight drives, 144 total yards, four punts, two field goals, one fumble. Seven of their eight drives resulted in five plays or less. And they only got three points. After they scored in their first drive, and this is why the game wasn't close. I, I don't care what people, like, like it wasn't nearly that close. I mean, I, I know what the scoreboard said. But, like, you had you had only five, five plays or more in three of your 11 drives total in the game. But from the 931 mark in the first quarter, when you scored to the 1016 mark in the fourth, that's all you mustered was 144 yards, three points, a turnover, four punts, no sustainable drives. And, and the scary part is like, like even, even all of that, because that's the credit to Bama, what they were able to do for 39, or I'm sorry, for uh, 44 minutes and 15 seconds. That's all your elite offense with Mike Bobo at the helm and Carson Beck, the Heisman, you know, hopeful, all that shit. That's all they can muster. Tyler, Bama in the second half, they had four possessions. They had four possessions before their final possession. Three of them were punts. Three of them were, were held to three yards or less on those drives. They were doing nothing on offense. They had 18 plays for 36 total yards and two first downs in the entire second half. And then Georgia made it interesting, and they went down the field and finally broke that streak and they scored. And all of a sudden, it's 2017. And all the stuff I've heard about Georgia and why they're the most elite program in the country from their fans and what they, this is what they do. All they do is win and blah, blah, blah. You pulled within three, and you had a chance to win the game. All you had to do is get a stop. Like it's Jalen Miller, who's a trash quarterback from what I heard about. And they went right down the field on your ass and went nine plays, 75 yards, and broke your fucking hearts again. Went up by 10. And then, and then like, when they had the chance to, to – when they had to get – Two first downs put the game away. They did what I watched Georgia do and the, and the whole death march thing and blah, blah, blah. They did exactly what you guys have prided yourselves on. It's exactly what Saban and, and, and what we all thought, like, that part of the program has, has, like, been lost. Six plays, all runs, ran it down their fucking throats, got two first downs, got in the best formation in all the sports, victory formation, and walked out of there with the fifth win in six games against Kirby Smart. Like every single thing that you've prided yourselves on as a program, every fucking thing you've prided yourselves on the program. And I'll tell you what, Georgia, you're better than than 130 of the 133 teams in the country, like out of all those programs. But the fact that even I thought you guys were up here, it, like the only elite team, get the fuck out of here. Not even close. Not even close. All the things you pride yourselves on being able to do. That offensive line, we got screwed out of the Joe Moore, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like we get so much push. Look. You couldn't score from the one-yard line. It took you three plays to score from the one-yard line. That's one of the reasons you lost because you ran out of time. Couldn't punch it in from the one against Bama's defense and Kevin Steele. Brock Bowers did fucking nothing the entire day. Did nothing. Like, it just – I'm being critical of Georgia because I've, I've sat here and I've, I've praised them for two straight years, and they are still a very, very good team. And it was an incredible run, and those fans should – I hope they appreciated every single fucking second of it. But maybe we pump the brakes a little bit on what we think is going to be happening for the future of college football because we went back into that house of horrors and you found out who daddy was again and it hasn't changed. Bama fucking owns Georgia. We own Georgia. And I'm going to say it one more time. Ben Diesel, I love you, Evan Grimes. All you guys in the chat, love, love you to death. We fucking own Georgia. And don't forget that next year.
There it is. Uh, big, big win for Alabama. Um, Georgia settles for the Orange Bowl against a truly terrible Florida State team. Who sh- they should beat by 40. And uh, we'll see who actually plays in that game. I mean, if you're Brock Bowers, some of these other guys that are NFL picks, do you play in an exhibition game like this? I mean, I don't know. I From the looks of Instagram today, it seems like Florida State's best players might be opting out of this game. Um, who knows what that game's going to look like. But Bama goes on to the playoff. Um, and again, you shouldn't feel guilty for that. I mean, and I appreciate you feeling bad for Florida State fans. I think most people do. But you shouldn't feel bad for for Bama getting in. They, they earned their right. Uh, they beat the number one team in the country. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some – the, the playoff teams are – it's going to be good matchups. And that's uh-huh. that's what ESPN wanted, and that's what they're going to get with these games. And I think, to me, actually, the two best teams are probably the three, four seeds. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I'll say I, it, it's, a, it's interesting because I think that I'm really glad I get to see that game, even though we did see it in the Holiday Bowl last year, right? But I think these are obviously – both those teams are operating on a totally different level now. Um Michigan and Bama is like, you know, perfect blue blood matchup. It's going to be in the Rose Bowl, which is sick. Um, yeah, you know, I I, I think so. It, I, so I thought one, I thought one versus four was the was going to be the Sugar Bowl. Is that they, does that was that just based on matchup or was that just the so they get they get the option I think out of those two. Um, <clears throat> I think Michigan. Excuse me. I think Michigan's going to the Rose Bowl because that. Like, why would they go down to the Sugar Bowl and be in, like, SEC country? Yeah, okay, so I, I didn't realize that they got to pick which game. Um, yeah, man. I mean, dude, that's a, a historic venue. I've never been there. I've, I've always wanted to go hold out on, there. Hold on, hold on. I was hoping I would go hold out on. there this year. I got. I have nothing but time. I have nothing but time because I've been, I've been listening to it for two years. With the most talented roster in the entire country, you beat a crippled Georgia by three. For two years, you claimed you won the – 2021 Natty is not for injuries. Get the fuck out of here. I never claimed that. I never claimed that. I did say that we did see on the field what happened. We did see on the field what happened a month before that. Georgia fans, they love to rewrite history. You guys, you guys, and you always have. Always have. And, like, again, it is one of the best programs in the country. It's no longer the best program in the country. And that's that's just – that's what happens. You lost. Like, you, you lost. Dude, you lost, and you lost in the most predictable way. You lost in the same fucking way we've watched you lose for the last decade plus. Like it was Mark Rick 2.0 type shit. And also, let's let's whole like thing about like most talented roster, blah blah. <clears throat> First off, do you think that like there's like a some massive talent advantage at Bama versus Georgia? There's not. And also, these are the same fans that love to talk about how like, oh, dude, we're developing three stars, blah blah. And like they're better than these four stars. Like and then when like somebody flips and goes to another school, like oh, like he's, he shouldn't even been a five star. No, we didn't even want him. Like all of a sudden we're gonna trust like on three and rivals about every single thing. That's how the entire roster is like get the fuck out of here. And again, I sat here and listened to it for two years. You don't you got to play Bama with other their with five starters, including their top two receivers. You got to play Ohio State for uh, over a half with the best receiver in the country over the last two years. And guess what? You're actually gonna get to go play this year against Florida State without their best offensive player. Have fun. Have fun. I don't want to hear anything about what it took Bama to beat y'all yesterday. You had every opportunity to win that game. We will not be hunted. You got your fucking ass hunted down and murdered in the streets yesterday. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. 
I'm sure we'll probably get back to this game at some point, given the chat and how fiery it is. But I did just want to say, like, we don't have to break this game down. But how funny is it <laughs> that Iowa team total six and a half? <laughs> the what was what was to, uh, the total for the first half and the second half for for Iowa, Chris? It was two and a half in the first half. At one point, so it was a half point for each. Half point. For each. <laughs> they went half, under one total point. One total point. Um, and they then we got under. two and a half. <laughs> I, they would have gone under the point five. Yeah, I mean, I, so I saw I got like I got it in a book that had them at under seven. I'm sorry, under seven and a half total points. At like plus one sixty, I want to say. No, it was it was to go over. It would have been plus one sixty, and that was like the lock of the year. The lock of the year. Two point eight six yards per play for Iowa. Dude, Michigan was um, better. No, no, Michigan was at uh, Michigan was at three point three three. Um, who know? I mean, who knows how Michigan played the game? When you're playing against Iowa, and you know that there's no chance for them to score, I don't know how much you're like breaking out the playbook to go put up huge points, but uh, yeah, I mean... Oh, hold on. Again, I don't, this is the last thing I'm going to fucking say about this. James O'Quinn. Buddy, I understand that you're upset about the game. I, I get it. I fully get it. There's not a person that's, that is this Bama fan especially that has praised Georgia more in two years than me. I've done it over and over and over again. I, I don't... What do you What do you expect? What do you want me to do? I like you to tip the cap and say, no, you guys really, you did your best. Like all those things you said about how this entire program is different than everyone else's and, and Kirby, like, like I, you guys had that whole bullshit about how like the only reason Saban even won in the beginning was because Kirby was the DC. You, I mean, you're the most arrogant fan base in the country and, and like Bama's on up there. So for the, yeah, for like the next 24 to, I don't know, thousand hours, 365 days. <laughs> I'm going to the shit out of it. I don't give a shit how that sounds. I mean, like, listen, we ran a live podcast, and I ran every single fucking voicemail after they, they beat Bam and the Natty in 2021. I, I said, run every single one of them, because I wanted all of you to enjoy it. And I'm absolutely going to enjoy this. A thousand percent. And, and to be honest with you, like, the uh, whole, like, Bama's got the most talented roster rings very hollow to me, coming from Georgia, considering... Right. They have had the number one recruiting class like yeah. five years running or whatever it is, except for maybe A and M one year. And, and, um, and Georgia still is like, again, you're you're a top three program in the country. I just think that like, I mean, yeah, even I was surprised at times yesterday because I just had in my head that they were unstoppable and they they weren't. I, and I just I do think that it's like it does crack me up because of some of the stuff like Jalen Morrow said after the game. And and here's another thing too, man. I know that I'm fired up and I'm I'm talking shit about Georgia like maybe probably more than I should. It's an incredible run. It's one of the best runs in college football history. Kirby is is already, in my opinion, making a case for him to be one of the best coaches in college football history in just seven years. I think all of that's true. But if you think I'm not going to enjoy it with this team, with this team, team that lost in week two and didn't know what they were going to fucking do. Tyler Buckner started a game for this team. Had to come back against Ole Miss and, and Tennessee and LSU and, and like A&M. Fourth and thirty-one. If you think, if you think I'm not going to enjoy this team winning it, and and like especially against Georgia, who like I thought was insurmountable, you're wrong. I'm I'm definitely going to enjoy it. 
I'd say the biggest shock for me this weekend was the Pac-12 championship game. I, I just yeah. like I, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously Washington's had a great year. We were the beginning of the year. We were talking all about how man they've got like maybe the best offense in the country. But as the as the season wore on, I just felt like Oregon showed themselves to be a better team, uh, more holistically, like offense, defense included. Uh, Washington's defense, I just didn't think what would have what it would yeah. take to to beat Oregon on a neutral field. And, I mean, Vegas obviously didn't think that either. They were a nine-and-a-half-point uh, underdog in the game. Uh, it's why you probably should just let a game play out instead of having a line dictate who should play in the game. Um, yeah, you got Saban to blame for that. That was dumb still. That's still one of the worst things he ever did. Uh, I remember the PR person was like, dude, you should go ask You should go ask Fox, the channel that doesn't cover any SEC games. Go see if – dude, just go, just go ask him. Just go ask him real quick. <laughs> like it's like getting your little brother to go ask you like you're like hey see you dad will like will give us some money so we can go get some video games i swear he's not he's not in a bad mood i promise uh yeah so washington wins 34 31 they cover the, the the line the closing line actually ended up being 10 mm-hmm. um which i i said before the game if it got to 10 i might be on washington um but yeah look Penix. uh I had thought Penix, be mainly because of injury over the course of the like back half of the year, wasn't nearly as good as he was at the beginning half. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought Washington's defense wasn't nearly as good as Oregon's. Um, turns out it was good that they got Jalen McMillan back. He ended up putting about 131 yards of uh, receiving yards. Adunze also went over 100. And their running back, I mean, 28 carries for 152 yards, two touchdowns. Bo Nix, you know, three touchdowns through the year. Uh, and – 69 rushing yards, Chris. Yeah. But uh, only 239 through the air. And, I mean, that's a huge win. And, obviously, I actually thought Washington should be the, should have been the first seed. I honestly couldn't disagree. It was weird because, like, I mean, they did beat Oregon twice. who's a really, really good team that the, the committee was very high on. I don't know how to react to Michigan's win against Iowa. I just don't. Like, they were 10-2, and two and they were ranked. Like, they were ranked in the top 15. They're just so fucking bad. Just so bad. I'd say one of the things too that like sucked like about like this weekend was like the two conference championships that had the most on the line, they delivered. They delivered. And like I'll, obviously I know that like the ACC championship had a lot on the line, like before yeah. it's especially like, well, I don't I guess it didn't uh, overall. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But like, yeah, but like yeah, yeah, no, those two games were the best games of the weekend by far. And it was like Texas beat the show at Oklahoma State, like you know, I I didn't watch a second of Michigan Iowa. I didn't watch a second of that game. But yeah. no, well, yeah, no, I didn't either because my my I was watching my team play. But uh, yeah, I mean, a pretty predictable outcome there in that game uh, as far yeah. as the winner is concerned. But this was not predictable, obviously, with a you know double digit spread for Oregon. Saw someone in the chat say Washington's more rounded. I I totally well, I guess now you have to say that they are. But man, I totally yeah. disagreed before the game. Like I thought Oregon's defense was a lot better than Washington's. I thought that was going to be the difference of the game. Um, they, but, dude, uh, I thought, I yeah. thought that they'd really be susceptible to him and vulnerable was in the passing game. Like I, I thought if you're going to get him anywhere, and that, that kind of plays to Washington's strengths because of how well they throw the football and the way that offense is designed. I think like it's it's one of the offenses that like the the, the OC. They throw the ball, I want to say, like on 61% of their passes or their their play calls. It's, it's like one of the highest in the country. Um, but they were able to gash Oregon, especially when it mattered most. It was honestly one of the more impressive things I got to watch because it did kind of break some of these like preconceived, you know, like 
biases and notions of, of what we thought Washington was, they do play defense there. And if you look at the schedule, if you look at their their, their schedule, like they had some like clo- closer games in score, right? Um, but at the same time, like I mean, they play, I think it's like Arizona State. They they won like fifteen to seven. Like they they shut a couple of teams down with like their they didn't give up a second half point to Oregon State, like you said, or they didn't score a second half point. That's very different. Um, but I will. <laughs> What they were able to do when they needed it most, uh, when they probably could have rolled over and died when they gave the lead at one point, um, it was really cool to see that team, especially finish the season, because nobody did all they did. They had arguably the most impressive resume out of any team going into this weekend, especially from the undefeated. Arguably, they had played they had played the most ranked opponents and and won all their games, and we just kept waiting for the wheels to fall off, and the committee was just begging for it, like just begging for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like again, like I said, you know. I, I think they have a much better resume than uh, Michigan, and I'm surprised they stayed at two. But at the end of the day, you know, I guess I don't know if I'd rather play Texas or Bama, but they're going to have to go on. You know, they would have preferred to be in the Rose Bowl, obviously, much yeah. closer to their home. Um, they got to go down to New Orleans to play Texas. That's going to be a massive Texas crowd. Yeah. Um, so I thought they kind of got a job there, but, you know, um, Hell of a season for for Washington, um, and that I, I don't know. You know that I I would I would obviously favor Texas in the game, but I mean I think it's gonna be a great game to watch, honestly. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, I, think, I think they should be both. They, they both match up pretty well. I will say that. Um, yeah. So let's just briefly kick over these, and then and then maybe talk about. Let, let me ask you a question real quick on on that because we're gonna get into more of it in the next episode later this week. Um, but that was one of the more frustrating things about going into that game too, is that it seemed like all of the things were already finalized for a lot of people. Like Oregon was obviously going to beat Washington and get in the playoff and Bo Nix, his Heisman odds continued to get better and better before kickoff. I haven't seen what the odds are. I probably should have like checked them out. Like as of now, do you think that after this weekend, does your opinion on who should win the Heisman change? Uh, I mean, I think you got to, I still always thought Jaden Daniel should win because I just thought he was the most electric player and was probably the most important to his team. Although, you know, uh, I know I keep coming back to this, but like if your whole ass team is getting left off because of one player, maybe he should win the fucking Heisman. Maybe Jordan Travis should be in New York because clearly the team wasn't good at all. He was yeah. the only reason they were ever there in the first place. They're a totally different team, according to Boo Corrigan. So his stupid 1930s ass name. <laughs> Also, the odds have changed significantly, significantly. So it was. But yeah, I would. But now I would put Penix in front of Nix because he he bit. I mean, you know, I sometimes hate when they say, "Oh, QB versus QB." This QB won. It's like, well, it is a team game. But the fact that they played each other twice and Penix really had the better game both times, I think you got to put Penix above Nix. But I still think I would go Jaden Daniels. But I don't know what are the what are the odds saying. So it was. I didn't see who was behind Nick's, but it was minus 200 uh, in favor of Bunnicks. He was the leader going into the Pac-12 championship game. Here are, there are only five names that are still listed. Marvin Harrison Jr. plus 20,000. Jalen Milrow plus 10,000. Bo Nix plus 1,500. Michael Penix Jr. plus 900. Jaden Daniels minus 1,200. Oh, so wow. he has all but won the Heisman. <laughs> so. God, man. Nobody but one team slowed his ass down this year, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's breeze, let's breeze through these and then get to the voicemails, right? Yeah, we got a lot of them. I guess we could just play them all back to back. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma, 
Oklahoma State, I mean, game was never really close. Um, I went down to a cool establishment down in Atlanta called Red Phone Booth uh, before the game, and there was a bunch of people tailgating there and then took a, a, a ride over to the stadium. And so I watched this game there. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's total domination. Like, it, Texas never was – it was never in doubt. Um, yeah. their, their offense performed in the 93rd percentile when it comes to EPA per play. Uh, they just totally dominated Oklahoma State, put up 49 points. And Texas definitely feels like one of those teams that's peaking at the right time. Um, yeah. They also I, like one of those teams like, like – I don't know. Like, like Georgia where, where they, they have like – they have different gears that if, if they need to get into, they can get into. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you, you've kind of been on Sark as being maybe the best play caller in the country for a while now. And, yeah. and, and we, we said in the preview, you know, like Texas is going to be able to expose Oklahoma state's defense on explosive plays, especially through the air. And they definitely did. Um, I mean, they hit, uh, they had a 10% explosive play rate um, just hit, receivers all down the field i mean quinn Ewers threw for 452 yards four touchdowns um and this is without you know this is with uh basically all backup running backs essentially at yeah. this point since um brooks is out for the year but ad mitchell went for over 100 and touchdown jatavian sanders went over uh 100 yards in the touchdown uh xavier worthy had 86 yards i mean they were spreading the ball all over the place ollie gordon Biggest thing here, like we talked about how good Texas's run defense is. Ollie Gordon, who led the country in rushing this year, had 13 carries for 34 yards in this game. That's insane. That's insane. Like Texas, Texas is legit. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, I you said his in his final stat line. um, What do you call it, Quinn Ewers? So like on game on game on paper game on paper.com has him had him 35 for 46 for 452 four touchdowns one pick. He had like 354 yards in the first half. Like like I remember I, I put out the best bets and I was like okay so and I'm looking at the numbers I was like cuz cuz again I saw what they did the week before against Texas Tech and it was like if they need to like prove a point which I think that they felt they did um and win emphatically then then they could do it. And so it was like I think Ewers like over under touchdowns like one and a half. Um, Texas score first, especially with the, like it's another team that we talk about the offense all the time. The defense is is really good. Like it's it, it's a it's a good defense. We just don't talk about it. Um, but remember that game against Bama. Like they owned the line of scrimmage in that game. Um, so you know, like I think it was like Texas score first, then to be over sixteen and a half points in the first half, and Ewers over one and a half touchdowns. Um, all three hit in the first twelve minutes. Like they they were just like a next level type of like execution. It was it was really impressive. Yeah, and Quinn, you're just coming back next year. Yeah, where else are you next? I mean, I don't know the NFL. <laughs> Wait, you don't think he's good enough to play in the NFL this year? Not so. I just think there's so many. If you if you're a quarterback in this day and age, especially now when everybody's getting being granted an extra year. There's just no reason to rush to the NFL at all, especially if a quarterback this season, when you already have to deal with Drake May, Jaden Daniels, uh, Caleb Williams, and then Bo Nix, whoever else. Like uh, you're, you're. There's so many talented players that are are in this specific QB class. There's no reason to go early. There's just no reason to go early. So, like in my opinion, Carson Beck could be a, a first round pick 
and he won't, he wouldn't be this year, but he will be next year. And now one of the cool things with NIL is that like, you know, if, if you want to like, like here's one thing that's really cool, Tyler, is that you can still get to the NFL. You can stay in college, like progress and develop and like, and grow and, and all that kind of stuff. And like, and like we have seen be very, very beneficial for almost every older quarterback, Hinden Hooker, Setson Bennett, Bo Nix, elite numbers and, and have been like in college while and developed and all that kind of stuff. The fact that you're you're now able to before you get to the league, and we're supposed to make this life changing like money, quarterbacks especially you can make a couple of million dollars off NIL and be set up right like like financially like super well right out of the gates in, in your real life. I, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think I think what we're seeing it's kind of crazy because you know as college football fans in general, everyone's very impatient. You know, if you haven't won. Like Fort State fired a coach in one and a half years. Arkansas did the same. Yeah. I mean, Billy Napier is gonna be on the hot seat next year after two years. Like we want things now, but there's there's countless examples now that if you have some patience and you stick with people, not only players but coaches as well, they can get to the other side of as long as they're given time. Yeah. And you listed some players as well. I thought Jordan Travis was a a great uh, version of that as well. I mean, he almost gave up on football because he was so bad uh, his second year at Florida State. I mean, Norvell was five and seven two years ago. They went 13 and 0 this year. Like, if you have time to build out either a program or get better on the field and still get paid while you're doing it, like, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, yeah, I mean, shit, look at KJ Jefferson. He's coming back for an 18th year next year. I don't, yeah. Cam Ward is, is the guy that's like makes them like, I think has like kind of, uh, what's the sort of looking for? Taking advantage of the, of the opportunity the most. Like, that's the guy that, that comes to mind for that. All right, play some voicemails. All right, cool. So, uh, fair warning: I haven't listened to any of these because I've been on the road all day traveling. So we're just gonna get, we're just gonna play them, and we're just gonna go. I don't even know what teams we're talking about here. Tyler, Chris, occasional Bama fan caller here. As I always say, best college football podcast out there, guys. I'm just sitting here celebrating this victory. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I am so ecstatic right now. Uh, almost had a heart attack in that second half a couple times, but we made it. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, listen, in all seriousness, I have a lot of respect for Kirby. It's incredible, the job he's done. I know a lot of really cool Georgia fans, you know, great game. Uh, but now let me just say this to the, uh, to the mouth breather, breathers, to the ones that have done nothing but say they've replaced us and talk shit since they beat us in the rematch in the national championship game. You and David Pollock can go get your fucking shine box. And the city of Atlanta is once again crimson. Roll Tide. I love that. I like that guy. Going to write that time, time stamp down. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm just going to just – we're just going to roll these through. Because yeah. we did a bad – or I did a bad job uh, last week of barely playing any, so – Hey guys, this is uh, Alex in Arizona. Just looked up on watching uh, Alabama and Georgia, and just have one thing to say: if you're gonna dance on the grave, dance fucking lightly, just like Marlo said. Roll Tide. He gets New it. Caller there from from Arizona. Uh, let's see here. What's up, guys? It's Bama Bo right here. What a freaking game. Oh my gosh, dude! I had to put my phone on Do Not Disturb after Georgia went up seven to nothing. I think probably a good 12 people texted me like, oh, this is easy. Your punter's getting winded, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, let me tell you something. Those dogs ain't barking no more, boy. Like I said last time, they were out there. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Now they are. <laughs> All I know is 29 and 0 has a, that win streak is incredible, but that 30 and 0, there's something about it. It's cursed. Um, really hope to make the playoff. Um, T Huck, I know Florida State probably deserves it just as much, but we, we got to see what this uh, Louisville game entails as well. So, man. What a freaking game. Roll Tide. That's a – I don't know if you do that, um, but I do what Bama Bo does. With I, every game I go on Do Not Disturb because – No. You know, no, because that's how – so I've got a big, like, 15-person group chat that, I've, oh, that yeah. I'm in from, all, like, all my buddies from school, and that's constantly going. And, of course, when you label yourself as, like, a huge Florida State fan, no matter what's going on in a game, people are just texting you, like, oh, crazy yeah. play. And I just – I can't deal with it. I can't deal with the anxiety of having to have my phone blowing up the whole game while I'm trying to get into the game. So I, I'm a big do not disturb during the game fan. I, this, I I will tell you this, and this is more so out of like luck. Um, one, I'm only going to wedding showers now during Bama's big games. I, I need all of my friends to, to get married. I ne- Who would have thought that an engagement party would have been the luck that I needed? The luck that I personally needed for Bama to win. Incredible. Incredible. Um, I didn't tweet one <laughs> My, time. My, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't tweet one time during the game. I, did, I, I will say this. The, I, I didn't know until we started going up there that I was the only person cheering for Bama. Like It was like the groom was a Georgia, Georgia guy, and everyone there was either Georgia or Auburn, and they were all cheering for Bama or cheering for Georgia. And I was like, fine. The whole time, pounding beers. I had like, I was like drinking like one per possession for each team, Tyler. It was out of control. And then Ooh. we got that first down in the last two minutes, and I, I jumped up and made this like somewhat effeminate noise because I was just so excited. And and I like turned around, looked at Allie, and she's like, get inside, go inside. So I had to go watch the game from the lobby of the pizza place and wait for everybody. It was a lot of fun, though. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Tyler, Chris, James Spivey here. Hopefully you fellas are having a great night. Uh, Chris, I know you are. And uh, Tyler, love you to death, brother. Mean it. Um, I hope your team gets the shit beat out of them tonight. Um, And I guess uh, Kirby Smart still isn't completely over his daddy issues. Uh, Same Z's. That's it. Roll time. Love it. James Spivey, but I get it. What's up, fellas? This is Jojo here. Long time listener, first time caller. T-Hook, Marla, fuck with the pod. It's fucking dope. Um, all I want to say, oh, by the way, I'm a fucking dog. Go fucking dogs. I don't give a fuck if fucking ref hand, damn of the fucking gang. No, oh, but in all seriousness, I mean, fuck. Bama's a great damn team. Um, let's be real. The difference in the game was the fourth down ghost catch. Isaiah Bond, you know, he went to my high school, dope as fuck, that's cool as shit. He had a great game, great game, but that catch right there wasn't shit. And then the most awful person in the world scored the touchdown on the same drive. <laughs> that was tough, yeah. Was Jermaine tough. Burton. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, shit. I forgot about you know, that. You went 29 in a row at some point, you got to lose one. Tough, I'm hammered. <laughs> All right, well, still, go dogs. Hopefully we can find a way in the fucking playoffs. Let's fucking – I hope everybody else fucking loses too. Florida State, Michigan, all of them. Fuck them. 
right. Love y'all. Love listening to the pod. It's awesome. Bye. Yeah, we didn't, and we didn't talk. Yeah, well, so first of all, I, Jermaine Burton, like, just cl- in classic Jermaine Burton form, like, when Bama won, his first reaction. <laughs> the he had his own personal, like, babysitter. Yeah. You know that person. It was like a get-back like get coach. It was like a Jermaine yeah. Burton get-back coach. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jermaine again, please. Um, but but, yeah, we, but we, haven't, uh, we haven't talked a lot about Isaiah Bond. I mean, he's really stepped up here towards the back half of the year. Yeah. Also, I did. I didn't mean to tell you this. Um, we'll, we'll end the show too after the voicemails, and I'll, I'll, I'll. I need to say some nice things about Georgia. I, I will say that I got a, got pretty in my feels earlier because I've been fired up. But I will say that. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, as soon as the game ended, I got on Twitter. I lost 150 followers from like the moment, like the moment Bama got the first down to the end immediately. Scott Lowry in the chat. I'm not going to post it, but that's kind of funny. That's no, that's he's right, right though. Like, that's a very odd move. All right, what else you got? <laughs> hey, boys, it's Mitch from Georgia, and I am in pain a pain that I have not felt in 29 games. Oh, but props to Bama. Um, Jalen Milrow is a beast, that defense is a beast, and uh. You gotta. I, I know the the rankings will be out by the time you guys go live tomorrow. But if Bama is not in there, then the whole thing is broken. Whole thing's broken. If you want the best four teams, you gotta include Bama. After that, God, after that show, and they're peaking before. at the right time. They're better than Texas. They're better than Michigan. They're better than Washington. You gotta put them in there. So, anyway, thanks for a great year, guys. And uh, thanks for all the coverage. Now I thanks for the call, Mitch. Appreciate it. I appreciate you not mentioning Florida State in that little trio there too. Very yeah. nice. All right, uh, this one. So right now, just so we, so just so you know, kind of how the night is progressing, we, we've reached about the eight thirty time frame. So. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Slogan. Anyways, Uncle Chris T. Hug. I don't give a shit what nobody says. Nothing runs through Atlanta without the Crimson Tide. That's just the east side of Bryant Denny Stadium. I don't care what nobody says. We did it. They thought we were going to be 8-4, 9-3. Well, I got news for you. We're at the championship. Hopefully, we make it in. But honestly, I don't even give a shit. Now I can tell all my Georgia friends that right. we're better than them. And we have proof. Anyways, roll side. I'm having a hell of an evening. Sorry if you can't really hear me. Been hollering at the TV. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Chris, Talking I know it. you enjoyed it, but roll tide and have a great evening. I love that he's Dude, so loud him. on all of his other calls that when he was finally talking normally, he's like, I'm sorry if y'all can't hear me, even though I'm talking in a perfectly <laughs> normal and acceptable inside voice. <laughs> uh, all right. 840 here. Uh, this is a Trip Durden, lifetime dog fan. Um, just got home from the SEC championship game and Man, it sucks to lose. Uh, it really does. But if I'm being honest, this is one of the easier losses I've taken, especially at the hands of Alabama. I just can't be too mad after 29 in a row and two natties. And tonight was just such an amazing experience at the game with my family. Um, I got to meet T-Huck. Um, I got to see so much of what I love about football and college football specifically. And leaving the game, I just 
I just felt grateful that I grew up being an SEC fan, that I recognized a bunch of the legends they recognized before the game, that I got to watch all of these teams and be a part of this culture. So sucks that the dogs lost, really does. But I'm just thankful that I got to see the last two years. And more than that, I'm thankful that I get to be a part of the SEC fan base and get to listen to guys like Marler and T-Huck talk about the game uh, and the sport we love. Marla, I do want to say the highlight of my night was seeing you quote tweet New Alley on the timeline. Made me <laughs> cry laughing. Go dog forever. Have a good one. So Yeah, I got to meet I got to meet Trip at the game. It was cool. Uh he awesome. I saw him, he tagged me on Twitter and was like, I hope I get to meet T Hawk at the game. Posted my section thinking there's no way he's gonna come up here. Yeah. Sure enough, he came up there and uh, got to talk to him for a little bit. So that was really cool. Appreciate you coming up and saying hi. Um, and it made me look cool because I brought a little lady friend to the game and I was like, yeah, this is kind of who I am. You know, people just want to come meet me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. I, that was, that was a really great voicemail to be honest. That was a really great voicemail. I really, was. now you probably I feel really a little mean. bit worse about being so mean, don't you? Okay. So let me just give my apology now. And this, I genuinely okay. mean this, Georgia fans. You guys know that I get caught up in my, in my feels all the time. Very emotional person. Wear it on my sleeves. The sleeves are the same shirt that I wear. The three same shirts I wear the entire year we record with my little thumbsies. I got I to gotta do a better job in the future of when I finally have a chance to be the bigger person or just an adult or a professional, any of those words you want to use to actually take uh, that opportunity to do that. And then on top of that, maybe, maybe what we do in the future is I remember that all the people that listen to our podcast None of them are the same people that talk shit to me on Twitter all day. <laughs> so my my anger being misdirected at you guys is completely unreasonable at best. So I apologize. Um, but that was like a big game. And like I will tell you that it was it was a it makes me really proud to be honest, like to like listen to our, our listeners say like how well they handled like that game. Kind of pissed me off at first. I was hoping it would hurt a little bit, but everyone seems so like genuine like we all do love this sport i don't know if you saw the you probably don't care as much because you're acc guy but they they released that six minute video of like the sec on cbs montage i was unwell yeah, yeah. but anyway <laughs> in the future all right we have we have many more voicemails to go we got this is we've got a lot of voicemails this week but i think it's okay you know it was a big week there's a lot going on we want to play it for you guys too because you guys call in all the time and we appreciate it Hey guys, it's Coach Trill, uh, T-Hucks, thanks for changing the voicemail up. I love it, short, sweet, to the point. Marler, congrats on the win. Um, all the best to you and your guys going forward. Uh, right now it's Sunday night, so I don't know what the playoff picture will look like. But at the same time, you guys played your ass off, and you guys fucking dominated on all sides of the ball. So at the same time, you know, congrats to, the, congrats to Bama, congrats to Coach Saban. You can tell Kristen that as a Georgia fan, I respect her dad so much for everything he's done. Um, Just wanted to say, though, uh, thank you guys for everything you've done for me this season and giving me consistency in my life. You know, personally, I've gone through a lot of stuff recently. Um, You know, just 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 been a lot. And Marla, you know a lot because you've been there for me. And man, I just I appreciate you guys. You guys do a hell of a job. Um, Tyler, I love your insight on the ACC in Florida State. Marler, I love just what you do personally as just a friend in my life, but also um, to me, you're a college football analyst. You may think that's a little too highly high lofty, but at the same time, you guys do a great job. And um, 
you guys are one in a million, uh, one in a billion, fuck, one in a trillion. So at the same time, I love you guys. Thank you for all that you've done. And I continue to love this show and I'll continue to listen and continue to, you know, just be a fan of you guys because you guys are a hell of a duo. So keep doing you. Um, but again, from the bottom of my heart, uh, 29 games in a row, man, it was great. Great ride. We got, you know, hopefully more coming in the future, but at the same time, all the best guys. Love you to death. Thanks for doing what you do. Um, you, you guys brought me back in my life. And I appreciate it. Love you guys. Bye. We're not allowed to say this, but God damn it, Tyler. That was, uh, I'm going to try not to cry. That like, that was a, that was awesome. That really, really means, means a lot, man. It really, I think one of my favorite things about watching this whole thing grow is that like, we've been able to grow like the core listeners that we've had. I feel like since like day one, it all feels like it, it just, it, the, like the bigger it gets, I'm not saying it's like huge, but like the bigger it gets, it still feels just as tight knit as it has been yeah. since day one. And we just really like, you know, I know that we had that one call after the Georgia Florida game where the girl was like, I started listening to your show. Cause my friend told me this guy's having emotional breakdown <laughs> football and his ex fiance. And like, you guys like brought me back, like, you know, and I will be eternally grateful for that. And I, and like, I, it really just it means a lot to hear some of these. Cannot tell you how much I, I, I regret all the things I said in the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> all right, let's keep getting back to the voicemails. But yeah, well, I appreciate it too, man. And it's been a shitty year for me as well. Yeah. This pod has like definitely been uh, Tyler, a highlight for sure. I keep saying, man, if we could just get a full year where one of us doesn't go through a, a horrifying life change, we are going to kill it. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yo, Uncle Chris, T-Huck, great show. Keep up the hard work. Uh, been a long-time viewer of the pod. You guys are doing great work. A, uh, a little too many Millers, but uh, I guess this is what losing feels like as a Georgia Bulldog. Been 30-plus years. But, uh, Bama, you guys, you got a lot of room to talk, a lot of trash. And, uh, deservingly so, because our last loss was you guys and our first loss was you guys. But, uh, yeah, it just felt like there was a lot happened. Got to rewatch it. But, uh, more importantly, guys make the college football season a value add so hope you guys continue to do what you do and uh go dogs appreciate appreciate you calling in yeah uh all right we got another first time caller here huck marler long time listener uh first time caller actually big time georgia fan marler have at it, man. I hope you go off today. Uh, honestly, I'm happy for you as, as you've been, you know, really, um, you know, pretty positive about how George is supposed to, supposed to perform this year. But that all being said, man, today, I think you're going to get a lot of calls today about the referees, about some, some sort of certain calls today. But, um, I think as a Georgia fan, we didn't, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. We, we lined up. We, we, we got dominated on the line of scrimmage today. We, um, we, we got beat. We got beat in the trenches and, and that's honestly SEC football. So I hope, 
you know, I, I think that the committee is going to not put us in, but um, just curious if, you know, Marler, Huck, if, if you want to hear, if you want to see Georgia again, um, that all being said, we, we didn't, we didn't tee up, we didn't line up, we didn't do what we were supposed to do today. And you're going to get a lot of calls about how the refs didn't call pass interference or how, uh, you know, certain things didn't happen and, and certain face masks didn't get called. But that is, that isn't how we're supposed to win football games at the University of Georgia. We're supposed to, we're supposed to line up and beat you in the trenches and we simply did not today. Marler, congratulations. Another SEC championship. Nick Saban cannot be beat in Mercedes Benz. I think he has more wins than uh, the Falcons franchise in that building. So, congrats <laughs> on that. I hope the SEC championship goes away with the 12 team playoff. But hey, um, we 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 always knew the 29 game streak. We we knew we would stop winning at some point. Um, and, and in the back of my mind, I always knew it was going to be Saban and Bama that did it. So. Might as well have gotten it over with, and we did. So, hey, good luck to you all in the playoffs. I fucking hope the SEC wins the, the natty, whether it's you or us or it's going to be Alabama, but fucking A. Hey, love y'all. Great, great podcast. You guys are the best in the business. Um, peace. I'm sorry. God, see ya. I, I, something I got to say here is I, I'm, I'm like – kind of astonished at the all these Georgia fans that are like that were able to call in after the game. I mean, there's part of me that's like, yeah, you've won 29 straight. So it's like it, it was going to come to an end at some point. Um, but and, you know, they're going to be good again next year and into the foreseeable future. But um, I feel like they kind of took it pretty OK. I, I don't I was I was thinking the entire time, like I did not have my money on me being the, mo- the most emotionally unstable and unhinged like during this podcast between Bam and Georgia fans. Also, it wouldn't have been like a terrible bet like to, to, to put that on me. Um, but yeah, it sounds like, like almost all of them have handled it. Like, and you know, like two things that, that stand out to me the most from some of the things people have said. Um, one, I, I like all of our listeners seem like, They've handled it really well in general. Um, there's there's something to be said for for two things. Willie Gray just said it's been a hell of a ride, right? It's not over either, just for this season it is. But the 29 games in a row, like it, like I think that for a lot of times in life we have a hard time of really appreciating like like the moment and enjoying like the process of all the stuff that happens. Winning 29 games in a row and back to back national championships, being the only team, you know, like Bama never went 15 0 in the in the playoff era. Like it's it's cool to watch Georgia fans, I think, especially in, in this like little arena of our, our show, be so appreciative of it and realize like what, what they just got to witness. The other thing I would say is what he, he made a point. He said, that's not just to win football games at the University of Georgia. And he's right. Like he's right. And so it's, yeah, it kind of just sounds like they, it, it honestly it kind of sounds like they've, they've just attacked that Kirby mentality about everything. Well, I, I mean, I think it takes a loss to be able to step back and actually enjoy what you just were going through. Cause when you're in the yeah. heat of it and you're winning games and like everything's still on the table, you're going to be in that just like, we can't lose, you know, we're not scared of anybody mode. And then when it happens, you're able to step back and look back at what's happened. And I mean, 
29 games, dude. I mean, that's it's a hell of an accomplishment, especially when it includes two national championships. So they they also like don't don't forget like that 30 30 game stretch in 2021, 2022. Like almost half of those those 29 wins, almost half of them were against ranked opponents. Yeah, so dominant. Anyway. Uh we have a couple more, but it looks like four of them are the same number. So I don't know what that's all about, but let's get to this one first. These are all today after the playoff was announced. Mm. I'll see you Marler, it's Dollar Bill. Calling in on Sunday with uh, some reaction to the weekend. Uh, first things first, that SEC championship, man. Uh, God, it's crazy looking at this team and how much they've grown throughout the year from uh, obviously what all went on in September and to watch Milro and his story. Um, you know, and then to culminate with just, I mean, we, we whooped. Georgia for a significant part of that game. Um, and they're a really good team. I mean, you know, you know, you're not going to beat them, you know, by 30 points. I think a good, a good strong win like that, you know, is probably as much as we can hope for. Um, but, but we whooped them pretty good. It was the offensive line, you know, Milroy wasn't great during the deep ball. Um, but you could just see it, you know, we had them off balance early in the game. Milroy's run game, you know, kind of shook them a little bit. Um, but of course it's Sunday here, you know, and we're hearing, uh, we're hearing all the, the excuses and everything come out, you know, all the refs and the missed pass. And yeah, it was probably incomplete, but you know, I'd like a review myself just to determine that. Um, but you know, to blame the refs, I mean, God, we hear it every week. Whoever loses the big game, it's always the refs. Um, you know, what balances it out? Hell, they had home field advantage. So shouldn't we be able to pay the referees to make it fair? So that's uh, that's Dollar Bill's Texas Pete hot take of the uh, day here today, guys. I'll throw that one in for y'all. Um, you know, number two, the playoffs. They just announced Bama's in, Florida State's out. I hate it for you, Seahawk. It's uh, Florida State was definitely deserving, man. That defense. I just kept waiting for them to lose the game last night, and they were just not gonna do it. It was pretty impressive. Um, but somebody deserving was going to get left out. You know, I'll leave you with this. If, if you go back, I think this could be a great thing for Florida State. Um, I think Obama in 08 losing to Florida, you know, that really galvanized them the next year. You look at Georgia finally beating us, you know, beating the Tide after we we worked them in the SEC championship. So this stuff happens all the time. I think it'll probably accelerate either the death of the ACC or Florida State leaving. But um I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't know if Florida State had the firepower to get it done this year, but, you know, those boys are going to be hungry this off season, And, you know, you got to put them top three, top four to start next year. Um, I don't know exactly who all is coming back and who they're leaving. I know they're going to lose some guys, but that's the kind of stuff that'll that'll light a fire. So keep your head up. Better days to come in. Love what you guys are doing. Roll Tide. Yeah, I, actually, um, that's actually the thing I've seen the most from – some of the Florida State media is if if there's ever been an impetus to get the hell out of the ACC, yeah. this is it. Because you play the schedule in front of you, you win all the games, and you still can't get in. You could blame it on the the quarterback being out, and maybe that's true. But um, yeah, the, the ACC is just not it. So and no. that definitely sucks. Um, all right, let's see. All right, let's let's try, let's try this. Uncle T, Uncle Chris. I'm an uncle now. Long time watcher, furious Georgia fan, but not about my team, about FSU. 
there's nothing to say other than it's insane to me that an undefeated ACC conference champ team got left out for two one-loss conference champions. But it's all about the money, and cheaters always prosper. That's what my grandfather always taught me. Big name fan out. Uh, I don't know why, but the guy, the guy called back a couple different times, so maybe we don't play all his. Um, well, they keep getting more and more deranged, but it's probably the best way to end the show. It, well, that's fair. You want me to just play the rest of his? He, he's got one that's a minute 40, another that's a minute 50, and one that's 16 seconds. I love it. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the CFP, uh, Commissioner. Uh, just wanted to congratulate all you uh, – Alabama fans out there, because guess what? Jalen Melrose is one of the shittiest quarterbacks I've ever seen to win a national SEC championship. When is there going to be a Premier League? This is some bullshit. We all know SEC champions always win, baby. Always. And Michigan always cheats. Because Mama said never say always. Damn. Uncle Chris. Uncle T. (laughs) I'm speechless. This some bullshit. And now they're going to try to tell us that, oh, don't worry. We got a 12-game playoff. (laughs) Yeah. Too late. You already effed two teams, in my opinion. Why don't they just say, hey, guess what? These two other bowl games that don't matter, now they matter. We're just going to start now. That's what I'd like. <laughs> Greg Sankey, you need to pull the trigger and just leave everybody freaking out. Invite FSU in and say, suck it to the rest of the freaking teams out there. Please, Greg Sankey, tell everybody to SMB on your D. What is it? I don't know what that means. I don't either. Uh, Here we go. Oh, boy. Uncle T, Uncle Chris, this is a steaming hot rebuke. This is an afternoon today. This was uh, a mere two hours ago. (laughs) All right, here's the last one. Here's the last one. Yes, hi. This is the uh, Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey fan club. We were calling in because we're big fans of Uncle Chris and Uncle T. Man, I mean, let's get started on it. Let's just talk about it. Brock only ran routes on his strong ankle. We got Lad McConkey. He can't round. He can't run the double moves. No double moves for Lad McConkey. That's his signature move. That's like my pecan pie. Mwah. And then, come on, it looked like a damn civil war out there for Georgia. And Jalen Milrow, oh, my gosh, he gets the MVP. I got an idea. Why don't you hand that to your defense there, uh, Milrow, if you're a real true player? Because let's be honest, it was the Bama D that won that damn game. Because, you know, Bama likes the big D. Sucks that Georgia just ran out of juice in the biggest game of the year. I mean, it could have been the damn National championship if uh, frickin' Sankey would grab his nuts and let him drop and maybe say, hey, guess what, NCAA, I got an idea. Why don't we just 
play in the SEC teams. Just invite the East, invite the West, join them together, and let's have a big old party. Yeah! And I mean, let's just be honest. I wish, theoretically speaking, that, uh, to be honest, I wish someone would accidentally think that their Tesla's in autopilot and it accidentally ram Burton number three in the back of his e-scooter because let's all be honest, we all know Burton likes to walk, likes to ride that e-scooter. Yeehaw! That's it. He ended that way? Oh, that's what a mic drop. Well, Unreal. we are appreciative of all of our listeners. Um, yeah. That was a fun episode. I think that... Uh, that was. I will say, um, you know, a lot of stuff we had to talk about. Some good, some bad. But appreciate all you guys calling in um, and also watching all season long. Um, also, listen, just because the regular season's over does not mean, like, any of this stops, especially over the next month or so. We've got bowl shows coming up. We've got, like, some of the Heisman um get like a couple weeks before bowls start so we can do some you know gambling deep dives or whatever other deep dives you guys want whatever um it's kind of like the time we thrive so anyway excited for y'all to stick around for the, the remainder of the year uh i appreciate everyone listening and all that yeah for sure thanks as I always for listening hey tyler i'm gonna say this real quick i appreciate you even though you're on the road and in a shit mood um, I appreciate you coming on here with a with a can do attitude. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, I, it was a little cathartic for me to be able to come on here and uh, say my piece and move on. Um, ultimately, you know, I, I know that that Florida State with a backup quarterback likely wasn't going to win the championship. Still depressed as all hell that they got left out. Um, and I think hopefully, like Dollar Bill said, maybe it's a, the start of something new where Florida State will get the hell out of the ACC. Um, or maybe next year, you know, in some of these closer games, we'll try to put up more points and prove a better yeah. point. But uh, appreciate all you guys listening uh, through the regular season. Like Chris said, we're not done yet. We still got bowl season, and you guys know we get down in the off season as well. So uh, don't forget to rate, uh, rate us five stars, Apple, Spotify. Don't forget to call into the hotline, 770-674-8233. Appreciate you guys doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will be signing off. Uh, we'll be back here Wednesday night um, to record another episode. For Chris, I'm Tyler. Thanks for tuning in, and best of luck to all your teams in the bowls. Oh, 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 o